Before we get started, we want to give you an opportunity to tune into yourself. Now that you've made the time to be here with us, take a minute to be here for you. We're going to invite you to breathe. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, go ahead and do that. If you're driving or doing something where you're not able to close your eyes, that's okay. You can still breathe with us. Go ahead and take one deep, slow breath. Focus on expanding your belly. Focus on keeping your shoulders relaxed. Once you've got enough air, go ahead and let it out really slowly. And try to see if you can let go of anything that's causing you stress right now. We're going to go ahead and take another deep breath. This time as you breathe in, imagine that you're being filled up with energy and vitality. And as you let go, let go of anything that feels like it's bringing you down. As you let go, see if you can understand where you're holding tension in your body. And imagine that as you exhale, that tension is leaving your body as well. Now let's take one last breath and remember, try to bring air into your belly and keep your shoulders relaxed. As you let go this time, imagine that your body is like melting butter and just relax into that exhale. See if you can feel your body melting as well. Notice if you feel any pleasant tingling or warm sensation or anything in your body that feels really good. And I hope that if you feel good right now, you can take that with you through the rest of your day. Now let's get into it. Welcome to the Self-Love Revolution, an inclusive well-being series in which experts, influencers, and professionals share their approaches to wellness and mental health. From self-care rituals to setting healthy boundaries to the practices that keep us going. Our Rooted Queen Forever Self-Love Revolution podcast will consist of bi-weekly stories told by real people in the midst of transforming their lives through small daily intentions. Whether it's making a huge change for the 20th time or choosing to believe in ourselves for the first, our intentions make all the difference. Welcome, my queens and kings. My name is Nichelle Mosley. And I'm Natasha. And I am honored for you to join me for the Self-Love Revolution podcast, a podcast dedicated to you. And I think you mentioned something about triggers So I wanted to say something about that, which it's another thing that I think that therapy has been useful for me for, because we all have our mental and emotional triggers, right? But we don't necessarily know what those are until someone helps us shine a spotlight on them. And those are one of those things that because of our, you know, rich backgrounds, 
we're always going to have those triggers. But once we know what they are and find ways to handle them, then when they come up, well, you know, it's sort of like stepping on a landmine, right? Sometimes it's going to catch you unexpectedly and you're going to have those bad days where you're like, I didn't handle that well, but you're going to be able to learn from that. And then in the future, when you step on that landmine again, or someone steps on your landmine and you feel triggered, you're going to have an awareness around it. And and you're going to be able to say, oh, there's that. Oh, I'm feeling this way. There's that thing that bothers me. Okay. But I know where it's coming from now. So here's how I'm going to respond to this. Uh, And I'm going to take some time to think about how I want to speak to this other person or react to them instead of just like reacting in the moment, however it is that you usually do. Do you want to share for you one of your mental and emotional and or emotional triggers that is something that you've learned how to adjust to help you function in life better? Absolutely. So, you know, there's several things that I can remember that I really did start to recognize and keep a journal of and, you know, try to respond differently of, you know, what I was feeling as a triggered moment. I started to really just take inventory on why those things were, you know, just making me be offended and responding in a way that I really didn't want my character to be recognized in in that sort of response. I really just tried to get to the, the root cause of, you know, what made me have that reaction. And a lot of times it was just I would say just really not being able to acknowledge just what I was feeling in the moment, just my feelings overall, you know, not being vulnerable enough to say, okay, that was something that I really didn't appreciate. I need to stick up for myself, say something in the moment and have like this off the cuff type of response. And that was never really something that I could do. So like, I'm very much more of a methodical type of introspective person. So on the cuff, really like, you know, witty things are something that doesn't come very natural to me. So in the moment, um, something that would um, trigger me, I really didn't have the response that I wish that I did. And so that was something that I had to, I guess, navigate and then implement and be more assertive because when I did then speak to what it was that, you know, made me have that response, it was something that I felt disrespected for or, you know, criticized on without really someone having the full picture about what it is that I am doing or contributing. And so that was something that I can say that, you know, I've experienced in the past. And to this day, you know, like I'm still working on those things, but I have definitely been able to make a, I guess, just a better approach to how I respond to someone who is not really giving me the benefit of the doubt because of it being triggering. Oh my gosh. And I, I totally relate to that experience of being in a situation where it may not necessarily be confrontational, but somebody says something that's feels offensive and you feel it in your body, but I'm just like you, you know, I am a deer in headlights. I'm sure you've heard someone talk about the fight or flight response before. And so there's, I think there's three modes. You can be fight, flight, or freeze. Well, I'm definitely freeze (laughs) in a lot of the situations. And I will have moments where I'm like totally paralyzed. And I actually can't even react because 
it's just so overwhelming. I only fight uh, with people that I'm very comfortable with, like my family members, (laughs) because I know that they'll still love me. Uh, (laughs) But I've had so many experiences where someone offended me and I didn't stick up for myself. And later I feel very angry with myself because why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I say that? It's really hard when I have these conversations, like say with my dad, because he will always say, oh, well, you could have said this, or you should have said that. Or next time if that happens, say this. And I'm like, that's not helpful. (laughs) That's not helpful at all. It doesn't make me feel better at all. But uh (laughs) honestly, the reason why it's not helpful is because it's not you. So like, it's not something that when you respond to, you're going to feel authentic in the way that you have represented yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like, you know, it's the, this, this type of duality of, you know, putting people in their place and having that confrontation always, you know, like at the forefront of, of your personality. And then there's living in a life where you're not really, you know, trying to, just be in that response in every way, you know, like in everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. My dad, my dad is not me, but he's also, (laughs) he's also sometimes one of my triggers, but (laughs) yeah, I always think about, I could have said or done this. And one day I realized that the reason that I don't, or I'm not able to stand up for myself is because when I was younger, I know that I was a lot feistier when I was younger and I probably felt safe enough to stand up for myself. But whenever I would, you know, talk back to my parents or I don't know, just be feisty in any way, I would always get reprimanded for it. So over time I learned that if I stick up for myself and if I verbalize how I feel, I'm not liked, I'm not wanted and I'm not appreciated. Like I'm not a good person or nobody's going to like me or want to be my friend. So I've been personally slowly working on finding ways to stand up for myself. And sometimes I have specific situations where I know somebody might confront me on, like, I can't give a good example, but we all have this, you know, whatever we carry that we think somebody might criticize us for. And so I have like practiced responses in my back pocket that of course I have talked to myself in the shower about that. I've maybe practiced in the mirrors that they're in my brain so that when that moment comes up where I freeze, my brain will remember to get these words out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And then another, I, I don't know if you've experienced this with people, but another thing that I've been recently noticed is having people I know a lot of women experience this where they get upset, where they want to state that they're upset and they have people tell them, calm down. You're being too sensitive. Oh my gosh. Why do you have to be so problematic? And I've been learning to, to stick up for myself and say, no, I'm not being problematic. My reaction is completely proportionate to the situation. I have a right to be angry right now. So don't try and make me smaller just because you're uncomfortable with my anger right now. And that feels so good. Oh my gosh. The times that I've been able to do that, it's felt really empowering. Absolutely. You know, when you have them the chance to just live in your authenticity and just really express your your true feelings and not care about what the person next to you is going to experience or processed 
processed how you're, ex, you know, expressing yourself. I feel like that's when you really take on your, your power and you really, you know, are willing to just let people know exactly what you're feeling. Let someone know exactly how, you know, you need to get through the moment in order to, you know, take up space and, and, and express what it is that you need. Did you know? Pre-cleansing is an important first step to your daily skin ritual. Our lightweight botanical blend breaks down dirt, makeup, and other oils more efficiently than just soap and water alone. The results? Better barrier protection against the elements and a revitalized complexion. This daily pre-cleansing oil is perfect for all skin types, including mature, sensitive, and even oily acne-prone skin. Made only with natural ingredients, such as rosehip, safflower, and jojoba oils, you'll be returning your skin to its most natural and healthiest state. Buy it exclusively at rootedqueen.com. That's R-O-O-T-E-D queen.com. Over time, just having the mentality of being more of a people pleaser, it starts to become degrading and it's never really been your personality. It's just been kind of a trauma response to the things that we are trying to express as we're adults that we really never got when we were children. The way that we express that is just like, you know, kind of like overcompensating, trying to make people feel, you know, at ease and all of those things, but that's not really being truthful to the way that you actually are authentically feeling. So when you are basically to your wits end at the chance of, you know, trying to really just be who you really are, I think that, you know, once once you start to make that connection of, you know, your authentic voice and, and how you have to really tell your truth, um, you have no way to really like turn turn back that time. And so like you kind of then like go in the opposite direction of making sure that your your point is made and the things that you have to say are really understood um, because of the miscommunication that a lot of people seem to take on when it comes to highly sensitive people. You know, like, why can't you just brush it off? Why can't you be someone who isn't so sensitive or don't take it that way? You know, <laughs> I've heard so many different ways that people have told me I didn't mean it for, you know, any type of harm or anything like that. I'm trying to, you know, give you a different perspective. Those types of things are things that people say, but at the same time, you know, they're not really being very open to your, your real authentic experience. And I feel like that's something that we, we often navigate and we don't know how to really express. Totally. Like I have so many things to say about what you just said, because I'm a people pleaser too. But one, when people say I was just kidding, or I didn't mean it that way. What I found oftentimes is they weren't just kidding. That's a cop-out that a lot of people use because they don't want to be accountable for having hurt your feelings and they don't want to be the bad guy. And that's also a form of gaslighting. So when you feel that in your body, they've hurt you. And then they tell you, oh, why do you have to be so sensitive? And that doesn't feel good. Then you have to pay attention to that, what your body is telling you, because that's not an empathetic response 
to what you're experiencing and like exactly like what you say. They are not taking into account your feelings and your experience because they're trying to compare how they view the world or how they experience the world to how you experience it. And it's not the same. Another thing that you were talking about having being one way and trying to have a new response for different types of situations. Like you're trying out this new behavior of like sticking up for yourself. It's totally normal that you're going to go the other extreme and then overdo it. Because I think that that is a, a normal progression of what happens when you're trying out a new behavior or a new coping skill is you have to do it to the extreme until you, until you start feeling good about using this, this new tool. And then you, you scale back a little bit because you feel confident in, in, using it. And then you can find this balance between if something was really offensive to you, you, you reach a place where you choose, um, you can make a choice. Am I going to react to this? Am I going to, to stick up for myself? Or is this just going to be too much of an expense of my energy? I'm just going to let it go. Or mm-hmm. no, this situation requires for me to defend myself, but maybe I'm going to take a break I'm going to breathe a little bit. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to come back and tell that person how I feel. Or you could say, no, you know what? Today I feel like being a total bitch and I feel like being super lion angry and I'm just going to yell at this person and I'm going to deal with the consequences later. (laughs) And then you're like, oh shoot, that didn't work out. Oh, well. (laughs) you know, (laughs) I can definitely relate to all of those things. I mean, I feel like that's the makeup of, you know, like you said, exploring those behaviors and no one can be like this perfect, you know, idea of a person every day, all day, you're, you're going to go through all of those types of emotions, especially as you're healing. I don't feel like it's just one linear type of path. You know, you're, you're experiencing and expressing everything that you've, you know, that you're trying to process yourself. And, you know, just like you mentioned, uh, you know, you're, you're wanting to make sure that the people around you understand that, you know, as things continue, you're setting boundaries. And there are some things that maybe you were able to do in the past that will no longer be tolerated. And that really can ruffle some feathers and, you know, kind of rub people the wrong way. But at the same time, you have to, you know, take the steps, you know, continue to do what it is that feels right to you, you know, keep, continue to check in with yourself, you know, be open to your intuition and the things that are feeling right and proper and, and be honest what it, with what it is that you really need in the situation. And if that person isn't willing to give it to you, then you need to set a boundary because, uh, you know, just continuing to pretend like you're going to be the bigger person, or you're going to, you know, just tolerate whatever you can in the long run, that doesn't really prepare you for a relationship with the person that you're just tolerating. Um, So be authentic, be yourself, and be someone who is willing to speak their truth because it's, it's really worth it. You know, the world needs to hear what it is that you have to say. So if you're telling someone that, you know, you need something and they're not listening, then you need to set the boundary that this is not going to be tolerated. And if they're not willing to listen to what it is that you're trying to establish, 
then, you know, try all of those different behaviors. Try the things that we just talked about. You have full reign, full ability to express yourself in whatever way that you need to. And um, just because you've been away in the past doesn't mean that you have to continue to be that way. You can decide to feel empowered, decide that you want to change things. And, and, and that is totally within your right. There's no right or wrong time to decide when you want to, you know, make a situation different. I mean, I just feel like that's something that we have to express as women, you know, like we don't always have the answers, but there's times in our lives where we feel more empowered, more inclined and more assertive. And we have to take advantage of those, of those times because you deserve to, you know, have, have that. Yes. Take up space. Yes. <laughs> Take up space. And just, yeah, because how to quote Dr. Seuss, because those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind that you're trying to work your shit out. Stay rooted. Stay grounded. And always, and always come, come home to yourself. yourself.